We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Interesting little pictures. Really there to design how we shouldn't give. And the motivations that are kind of wrong in terms of our giving. And since we're going to be talking about that, uh, it just helps us uh, to, to see that and to see those um, exaggerated insights so that we can understand when we, there's a different way. We, we have to be wise and recognise we live in a Christian world where there is serious corruption uh, about the way and means of giving. We, by the grace of God, are seeking to stay outside of that. And so as we focus on this time uh, of giving, we need to make sure that we're doing it from the right direction. So pressure from others, how you might be perceived. Always takes me back to when I was stockbroking and um, the partner we were working with at one particular time, he was a very non-communicable, monosyllabic kind of miserable character. And uh, he didn't kind of join in um, giving for birthdays or marriages or anything like that. But we realised that he would respond to pressure. Boy, did we have some fun. We really didn't care much about whatever collection we were taking, but to try and make it sort of awkward and embarrassing without actually being direct. And he would respond. In fact, he did respond once. Um, He went to his holiday home in the Isle of Man and uh, one day they came to me and said, there's a parcel for you. And uh, I went to the kitchen area and he sent a huge box of Isle of Man kippers or something like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What the heck do you do with those when you're in the office? <laughs> so he, he got the point in the end, but pressure from others. No, 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 that's not what God wants. Emotional reaction to a need. Sometimes people say, well, uh, we've just seen this earthquake or something on the television. What are we going to do about it? We're going to do what we always do. We do whatever God says. We're not responding. We don't respond to emotional needs or pressure. That's not God's... we, We don't see that in the scripture at all. Certainly competing or comparison. Oh, I've got to do this because they did it. Or maybe... Uh, to, to kind of impress. And the Bible shows that in stark detail about the, the way the Pharisees wanted to make a big deal about their giving because really it was not coming out of the heart that had been touched by the compassion of Christ. It was basically something that they wanted to do to see the approval of men and to alleviate some sense of guilt. Well, I really ought to. None of this is biblical. Or just to do it because we always did it. Like the character at the end there. Just sort of almost, uh, yeah, it's what I do. 
And certainly, oh man, this one. Uh, giving in order to gain blessing. Uh, those of you that have had exposure to different areas or aspects in, in so-called Christianity, um, it troubles me. It troubles me because I, I see these erroneous doctrines and the effect they have often on people in societies uh, in other countries that may be a lot poorer than us. How in heaven's name can these people not see that it's no different to the Catholics selling indulgences and you can condemn that and then think about giving in order to get a blessing or teach or preach that. So praise God, his word is clear and we want to do what he gives us to do and tells us to do. Any of those other things have a detrimental effect on our ability to give cheerfully. So we may not be mentioning so much about covenant renewal, but be assured that the same stuff, the same issue, the same experience that we've talked about over these last four months will be the foundation of where we're going next. Something that we're learning to live with. Focus on leading people to catch a sight of him so that what we do comes from a, a heart that's refreshed, from a life that's been touched with the presence of God, causing us to desire and be transformed first step towards us loving God loving each other and living as we do have you heard me say that have you learnt it yet so what, 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 what's your purpose what's your vision love God love one another and live as though we do practice it find somebody who's looking slightly blank sitting near to you and just say that to him what we're about is go on Come on, let's have a bit of fun. If they look very switched on, find somebody different to speak to. And if you can't see how they look, most of you won't be able to do that because they've got masks on. Take a chance anyway. Sometimes people say, what, what, what is our vision? What is our purpose? It really does come down to something as basic and simple as that. So we want to talk about Generous giving, sacrificial, reckless giving. But when we talk about giving, money, heart attitude, let me say this again. When we talk about money, heart attitude is far more important than amount. That's why we don't press for amounts and things like that. Because what God wants is the heart attitude. So on Friday at the church meeting, and that last night of the week of prayer, I talked about this opportunity that we now face to give a special offering towards the new building, but the building is just a tool, is basically towards investing in the future and preparing what we need as tools for the future. And of course, again, we come back to heart more important I don't want us to get 
too tied up with a, a building. I want us to be focused on the purpose. So this morning I'm going to take a little while and there's not enough, it's not time, it would take too much. Um, but we have um, produced a lot of uh, teaching and information about biblical giving, the biblical handling of money. Not just giving, but how we, we act and receive. Because it's very clear in the scripture that there's that whole issue of giving is tied up with our relationship with God. It's often an expression of our heart before him. Before we go, we're at this point now where we have to raise this funding. Um, but we believe, and we believe it's biblical, that before we ask others, whether it's banks or whatever, for money, we should ourselves first give. We see that as a principle. In fact, actually, when we talk about uh, Scripture saying, give and it shall be given unto you, we often just think about that personally. But of course, it applies just as much corporately. The first thing that we do is we give. And that's an opportunity that we're going to have. And I want us again to just be refreshed just for a little while about uh, our attitude and how it should be. First of all, to remember how God is a very, it's a very definition of being generous. Uh, you know, for God so loved the world. He didn't sit down and write a song about it. He gave his one and only son. I mean, the issue of, of, of God and generosity and love being combined together, very clear. How when we see him, we can be transformed into his likeness, including that whole issue of attitude and generosity. Now, how do we do that? Well, let's have a look at some principles that help us in hearing God. And then next week, we'll, we'll have a, a special offering. By the way, um, with offerings, they, they can be a lump sum, but it can also be something that you hear from God and decide to give over a period of time uh, and make a commitment to that. And that's... that's all part of giving. All right, how can we do this? So, what, I don't know. Um, hmm. You know what? I, I, I feel that we should, we should have a time where we actually come, perhaps during the worship. I haven't thought really this through, but... This course called thinking on your feet <laughs> or without your head in gear. Um, I think we should have a time when we, during the worship, we come. But this is what I want. This is what I feel will be good. Whatever God says to give, that's the thing to do. But will you also take opportunity to write something? A word, a short word, something you sense God's saying? Uh, just on a bit of paper 
and just stick that in as well. You don't even, even necessarily need to put a name on it. Just, just see what God says so that it's a time where we're contributing. Now, um, for those of you that are on Zoom, it's slightly difficult to actually do that. Um, we, we'll think about ways in which it could be meaning, meaningful f- for you and uh, let you know in coming days. Um, so let's, let's come back and look at the very nature of God. We love because he first loved us. Generosity is in God's nature. Yeah, he, he created the world, got it spinning, and it's still spinning. When I look at the Father God, I see a God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. When I look at the Son, I see one who left the ultimate wealth and glory of heaven to be born as a, as a vulnerable baby who lived a life of, of poverty, nowhere even to lay his head, died the death of a criminal. I see generosity which goes beyond just sort of tipping a few coppers into a pot and see the reckless love of God. He who is able to do incredibly more. When I see God, when I catch a sight of God, I'm transformed. When I see his generosity, I don't have to hoard or scrimp or save or snatch. When I know he has my back, I don't have to look after me. I just have to seek first the kingdom of God. I just have to be open to do and to see and to say what he says. He's looking after me. That's a great place to be. I like this this thought of giving without a hook might be the best way to put it. Giving without an expectation or a demand for something in return. You know the story that we heard um, that uh, Terry King told us? Um, when he, he went into a, I don't know, a supermarket or somewhere and uh, got into a brief conversation with the person, I suppose at the desk, I don't know, and felt to pray for the person and then just went on his way and did his shopping. It's like he didn't need to know. He just gave what God gave him to, to give. He didn't need... Uh, to have a kind of payback. Oh, I guess, uh, thank you, I've been healed, or whatever the case may be. Just freely gave himself in that way. There's a word that says, uh, uh, saying this is, society grows well when a man plants a tree whose shade he will never sit in. Investing for the future, not investing for our personal return. So attitude, much bigger issue than amount. Remember the story in the Bible about the, uh, the Pharisees, the religious leaders were making a big show of their giving and then uh, trying to impress some of the things we already just touched on. And then the, the widow gives 
her might, the tiny amount of money. But of course, God measures cost rather than amount. And he measures heart attitude far more than any of those things. Sometimes you learn things by experiences that you face. Many years ago, there was a man uh, in the church and people say, he's, he's, he's really generous and he would help and give and that was nice. But actually, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal to him. He had a lot of money. We came to realise that he was operating a bit like the Pharisees. He was using his money to win influence, to gain friends. At the same time, there was a single mother. We came to find out that she was choosing to go without certain foods, meats or something like that, just so that she could give according to what she felt to give. And you take a step back and you think, hmm, which of those things more represented the heart towards God? The purity of that. Very significant thing. You see, How about this phrase? The need to give is greater than any need we will ever give to. Because that is biblical teaching. The fact of the biblical position is that when we give ourselves, and sometimes, I mean, in the Old Testament, it was... uh, you know, a farmer would bring the produce of his land or uh, a shepherd would bring a sheep. We live in a monetary society. We express it in money. But the need to do that, according to the Bible, is not about amount. It's about attitude. It's about our heart opening and responding to God. And that's the emphasis that the Scripture gives. And we've already looked at the reasons. I think I told you not long ago, and if you've heard this story before, I'm sure you've heard it before, probably many times. Do you know that doesn't bother me a lot? Because uh, when I read the Bible, I find that God repeats himself time and time again, so I'm following in good footsteps there. It was in this awful sort of conference sort of thing, you know, big, big thing, lots of people and preachers and what have you and they have this I'm not involved in any of that now but they have this kind of culture where the different preachers and different nights of different preachers would preach and then um, if you weren't preaching that night you might be called to what they called raise the offering which would basically squeeze as much out of the people as you possibly could And in fact, the more you squeezed out of the people, that was far more important than whatever response they made to the word of God. I mean, dreadful. I got out of that. They came to me. They said, you're not 
preaching tonight, but would you raise the offering? I said, of course I will. Uh, I'm, I think probably I ought to just let you know how I raise an offering. I raise an offering by telling people all the reasons why they should not give. Kind of like we've looked at tonight or the, today. Oh, right. Perhaps we'll get somebody else to do it. Yeah. Reasons not to give. much more important that we be responding to God and our hearts being open towards him it's not money we need it's that response that pleases God not by just trying hard but following his example knowing his spirit is within me and he can be generous through me I love that I, I always base when I'm talking about money the scripture we talked about recently where Paul is talking to the Corinthians about the attitude of the Macedonians and he looks out of their extreme poverty out of their lack out of their personal need they gave themselves first to God and then to us and then out of that their giving flowed now that is the biblical way that is God's way our giving ourselves first to God and then to one another as an expression of what God calls us to be. Behold, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And I think that's how it should be. Something that God puts in our hearts. You know, we had that, um, Michael's misdemeanor a few weeks ago. You know, when he dropped the Mentos in the in the coke and made a mess all over the floor yeah and he's still head of science in his school (laughs) something dropped inside us that causes something to come out that is what God is about that's what he's looking for not a squeezing of something a compulsion he inspires me a collaboration I choose to sacrifice in obedience, a partnership. Everything, True Chronicles, comes from you. We have given you only what comes from your hand. Do you, you understand that? It's like parents. I love that film, Claire. I wish it could be retrospective and I'd come and somehow could redo what I did with my children. Too late now. It's like a parent gives money to their child and the child uses that money to buy a present for the parent. That's the kind of thing that we're looking at there. Everything comes from you and we've only given you what comes from your hand. Joyce Meyer tells a great story. She tells it great, a lot better than I can tell it, but uh, of this special red dress that she had. And uh, she'd had it, I don't know, hanging up or somewhere. And she'd never, never worn it. But she was really looking forward to it, something very special, really looking forward to wearing it. And then one day she's at a prayer and God speaks to her about giving that dress to somebody. 
she said, well, I've not even ever actually worn it. He said, exactly. It wasn't for you. It was through you for somebody else. What a privilege of being part of the channel of the purpose of God. Knowing the difference between bread and seed. Bread, yes, it's for our consumption. Seed is for our sowing. I remember watching um, a number of years ago a, a brother in, in ministry and was trusting the Lord and I was in his house and uh, with some young children and things, I mean, you, you know, you, sometimes you can go in and you can see whew, things are pretty needy and pretty tight here. And he was talking to me, he said, you know, it was wonderful. I went somewhere and, and they gave me a, a really good offering. I thought, oh, praise God, he can get, you know, I don't know, a carpet for the floor or some very real needs. You know, he said, it was wonderful because just after that, this missionary came through and I was able to give that to them as an offering. And I thought, hmm, there's something about being a channel, something about receiving in order to be able to, to give and release for the sake of others. Being a channel. Not everything that God gives us is, is for us. But then have a look. This happened not long ago to us. Uh, Dawn and I felt we should give a, a personal gift to somebody. And, and uh, so we did that. Um, we both had the sense of what we should do. And that was done and it wasn't, didn't think anything more of it. Not long after, I can't think it was two, three weeks, or maybe, I, I don't remember the time, we received a gift of exactly the same amount. I said, what was that about? What is God saying to us in that? This is not about money exchange. This is about, what is God saying? It's being open to give, to receive, to be a channel in his purpose. And so, let's be generous with our resources, money, time, possession, energy, attention. Excuse me? Attention, being generous in our attention. You know, generous in our attention. Oh, well. Hello, Jamie. Oh, Nick, tell me how you've been doing, what's been happening? Do you really wear your wife's shoes? <laughs> Generous, not choosy, not picky. Yeah, he wasn't really worth spending any time with. Or he didn't excite me. Not God's way. So look, before we come to, to making an offering, thinking two things. The money is just an expression. God's looking at the heart. And what's building is a tool. This is a time where we felt, and I set this out on Friday night, but we, this is a time when God is adding to us and increasing and opportunities are there. It's a time that we felt uh, to move forward and to gain the equipping and the resources to do it.
So we won't call this fund a building fund, we'll call it a future fund. Future fund, because this is investing for the future. But before we ever get to that, just be open to God. Is there anything that needs to change uh, to be a, an inattitude, to be a joyful giver? And then I'll just ask God, what is it for you to give towards the future development of which this building would be a tool? Remember, attitude is the issue, not amount. Remember that God measures cost. Remember the Bible says that where your heart, there your treasure. Where your treasure, there your heart. In fact, it says where your treasure, there your heart. And I thought, and I shared this on Friday, but let me just say it again, 2 Corinthians 9. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. This is a point I particularly wanted us to grab hold of. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. For God loves a cheerful giver. You know, the things that we've looked at, the wrong basis, the wrong reasons for giving, they would not add up to cheerful giving. They would add up, add up to a kind of mm, just doing my duty or one of those kind of more mundane things. God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. With what measure you use, it will be measured to you. Luke 6. That's why, before we go out of ourselves, we, the family of God, are going to start off with our giving and look to God for his, for what he's got. It could be exciting. It could be exciting. I already received a gift. The amount wasn't staggeringly big but you know the thing that really came with it was the word that came with it. May this be increased a thousandfold. I don't think that was just a throwaway thing. I felt that was, that was like a, a down payment. That was something that, that God was saying into the situation. So can we come together next week to do that? Come together with the right heart attitude, the right response and pretty important that we just hear God about what he wants. Yes? Let's pray. Lord, we ask that as we embark on this, to us it seems quite a big thing, but what is it to you? Lord, as we're seeking to step out to invest in the future, we ask that you would help us, well, first of all, to come into line.
with your heart as a result of just touching you, experiencing your presence again. Lord, as we worship together this morning and just use those songs to reflect on who you are and what you've done, our hearts get stirred. We want, Lord, that that which we do comes as a response, reaction to what we're seeing and being refreshed in you. And Lord, we ask that in these days you'd help us to reflect your heart in this matter and not get caught up into this world's attitudes and values, even the so-called Christian world's attitudes and values. Lord, because we want to accurately and honestly follow you and have the same heart and the same attitude that you had. And then we'll be laid before you and ask for your provision. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.